We've spent a lot of time talking about the Democrats who have been wrongfully expelled and censured from state houses. But some good things can come out of that practice, too. Like Brian Slayton in State Congressional District 2 in Texas. This is Chris Hayes giving you a bit of the rundown on All In. In the second most populous state in the country, Texas, there's this weird mismatch between the 30 million citizens and their political leadership. The government is just solid deep red. Republicans hold majorities in both houses of legislature. They control every statewide office and the state Supreme Court. And it's been this way for nearly 30 years. But the citizens of Texas are nowhere near as homogenous. In fact, the state is trending towards the Democrats to the left, shifting nearly eight points towards Democrats in just the past decade. And we have seen some close races, famously that Senate race in 2018 when Better Work came within three points of unseating Ted Cruz. But as of yet, that Democratic shift, and we've seen it at the presidential level, has not been big enough to change much of anything in Texas state politics. So elected Republicans in that state have long faced essentially zero political accountability. And that generally, as a general matter, leads to widespread corruption and misconduct. Let's take Republican State Representative Brian Slayton. Remember that guy? So-called family values conservative led the charge on anti-LGBTQ legislation, describing drag performers as, quote, perverted adults. Well, an internal investigation just determined that 45-year-old Slayton had sex with his 19-year-old aide after getting her drunk. Now, to their credit, uh, after a solemn, sometimes angry and tearful recounting of Slayton's graphic and offensive behavior, the Texas House voted to expel him 147 to zero, making him the first member of the Texas legislature to be removed from office nearly a century. It just gives you some of the idea of some of the characters who make up the Republican caucus in the Texas state legends. Quite a crew. He did a great job. There's a little more information. First off, Slayton resigned first, before he was expelled. But here's what resignation gets you in the Texas legislature. Unless expelled, he was entitled to his House salary and per diem, Republican Rep. Andrew Muir said. Until voters elect a replacement, Slayton is also would have continued to sit on assigned committees and count towards establishing a working quorum of the House. Do you see that part that says until voters elect a replacement? Abbott must call a special election to fill the vacancy for House District 2, but that election cannot happen before the legislative session ends on Memorial Day. Most people don't vote in special elections. If we can get a really good Democrat or even an independent to run, I think we could have a shot at flipping that seat. But wait, that's not all. Here's Chris Hayes again to tell you the rest of the good news. Then you have the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, who was just reelected to a third term after attempting to overturn the 2020 election, suing the Biden administration over and over, joining the effort to ban abortion medication. In his eight years in office, Paxton has faced multiple criminal investigations, including a 2015 indictment on felony securities fraud. In 2020, senior members of this guy's own office came forward alleging he committed bribery, abuse of office, and other potential crimes. The Department of Justice is investigating those claims. Then, some of those aides who came forward to blow the whistle were fired and subsequently filed a lawsuit alleging improper retaliation. Earlier this year, Paxton settled with the whistleblowers for $3.3 million, money he asked the legislature to give him out of taxpayer funds. And now, these two Republican-led branches of Texas government have a beef that is exploding out into the open. The House, particularly the Speaker Dave Phelan, does not want to give Paxton that money. So they launched an investigation into the Attorney General, accusing him of committing multiple crimes, including felonies at a hearing yesterday. 
Paxton immediately fired back, accusing Speaker Phelan of being drunk on the job and calling on him to resign. And again, to be fair to Paxton here, something did sound off the other day. Mr. Kimball, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? And the chair has done the amendment. The adopted. The chair recognizes Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris. Mr. Johnson of Harris to speak in opposition to the bill. I don't know about that. <laughs> to top it all off, just hours after that hearing where investigators ordered Paxton to preserve documents and evidence related to the accusations against him, a literal dumpster fire broke out at his office. Paxton initially released this video referring to it as a case of arson. Today, he announced the suspect has been arrested with charge with criminal mischief and a preliminary investigation concluded the fire was accidental. But it looks like the House has the upper hand. The investigating committee just formally recommended that Ken Paxton be impeached for his potential crimes. If the impeachment is successful and one Democratic lawmaker says they do have enough votes, Paxton would be required to step down from his post temporarily while facing trial in the state Senate, which would mean maybe finally some accountability is coming for Ken Paxton and Texas Republicans. This all happened today. The House could vote to impeach him as soon as tomorrow. In a unanimous decision, a Republican-led House investigative committee that spent months quietly looking into Paxton recommended impeaching the state's top lawyer on 20 articles, including bribery, unfitness for office, and abuse of public trust. The House could vote on the recommendation as soon as Friday. If it impeaches Paxton, he would be forced to leave office immediately. And that's because, unlike in U.S. Congress, impeachment in Texas requires immediate removal from office until a trial is held in the Senate. Republican Governor Greg Abbott could appoint an interim replacement. Abbott's office did not respond to requests for comment on the impeachment counts. And here's the other interesting thing. Final removal would require two-thirds support in the Senate, where Paxton's wife, Angela, is a member. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, a Republican and leader of the Senate, did not respond to requests for comment either. Abbott can appoint an interim AG. What I can't figure out is if he is removed, does Abbott appoint or is there a special election? So there might be two elections this year that could flip Republican offices. And maybe more people would vote than voted in the municipal elections. As you know, I keep you updated on sagas. This is definitely a saga I'm now following. So if you want to stay up to date on this, I recommend following me. Short Cast Club.